This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine and 5-HTP. CBD Sleep aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD plus melatonin as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm so you can get the rest you need and wake up alert and focused. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly rundown of issues pertaining to your interest, you dictate the content of this Q&A with Layla because sending us questions to radio program at AOL.com, well, you're likely to get an answer. And today with us is Layla Mutin, who's our nutritionist in residence. We work together on a daily basis and we do this podcast together because two heads are better than one, right? We try yeah. Between yes. us, we actually have a brain. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, before we get to questions, radio program at AOL.com, the destination for questions. Uh, I call this the duh story of the week or, or maybe the duh story of the month. Okay. It, it's, it's up there among the duh stories of the year. All right. Uh, ultra processed food linked to higher risk of inflammatory bowel disease. No kidding. Duh. <laughs> right? So, yeah. but this is actually something I've been talking about quite a lot because I lecture yes. on the subject of uh, natural intervention for uh, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's yes. disease. Mm-hmm. And so we have to ask ourselves the question, why the dramatic uptick in these ailments? Mm-hmm. And it's not as if these ailments were unheard of. Uh, it is believed, for example, that Alfred the Great might have had ulcerative colitis. He, he, he was of a frail constitution. He had lots of gastrointestinal problems. Yeah. If you see reenactments of uh, the reign of Alfred the Great, which was, I guess, in the 900s, yeah. uh, you always see him as sickly and he's grabbing his stomach and he's like, you know, having to run off to the latrine. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe he had parasites, maybe, you know, maybe yeah. something else, but it looked for all the world like ulcerative colitis. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was interesting is that he was very, very pious. And in those days, it was the days when you know, the Vikings were ravaging England, and then there was the original uh, Anglo-Saxons yes. who were fighting the Vikings. The Normans and, they, and the... Okay. And, and they subsisted on a diet which was like meat-laden, and they drank a lot of ale, Yeah, uh, not a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Uh, but he, because he was very religious, part of his religious commitment is he eschewed... He didn't chew. He eschewed <laughs> meat... Uh-huh. As part of his, you know, sort of fasting ascetic regimen, mm. so he's constantly eating this very, very uh, viscous gruel, you know, like a monk because he was very oh religious, mm-hmm. and that probably was the worst possible thing for his ulcerative colitis. 
fast forward, you know, a, a millennium. You yes. know, here we are in, you know, 2021. And uh, we now discover that ultra-processed foods mm-hmm. uh, are associated with a higher risk of inflammatory bowel disease. Uh, what are ultra-processed foods, or UPFs? It includes pack- packaged baked goods and snacks. What This is British, so they call them fizzy mm-hmm. drinks. Fizzy the, drinks, yes. Fizzy soda. drinks is British for soda. And um, if you're from the Midwest, for pop. Pop, yes, exactly. Yeah. Depends on where you're from. Sugary cereals and ready meals containing food additives and reconstituted meat and fish products. In oh. other words, yeah. you know, those when you get... Some people say, well, yeah, I eat fish. But no, that's not really fish. That's like, you know, that fake sushi and, you know, those... Yes, or the uh, fake uh, crab... Miss, Mrs. Paul's fish sticks. Oh, you know, whatever, stuff. You know, that kind of stuff. Gortons and- yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, often containing high levels of added sugar, fat, and salt, but lacking in vitamins and fiber, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they say inflammatory bowel disease is more common in industrialized nations, and it's thought that dietary factors might play a role. You think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, when I do my lectures, I, and you're, you've seen some of my lectures, yeah. I show a slide, and it's a plumber with a plunger. And the caption is, hey, lady, what'd you throw down in the toilet? Uh-huh. And so if you got like a plumbing problem with your toilet, you inevitably ask the question, what did you put down there? Yes. But if you go to a gastroenterologist and you're diagnosed with ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease, mm-hmm. he doesn't say, nope. what in the heck you been putting down there? Right. Down in, in your in pie fact, hole. In fact, he will insist that, oh, it's got nothing to do with your diet. Here, you have to take this prescription. Well, the they, they, they do concede that certain foods may be irritating. So like if you have terrible diarrhea, you know, bloody stool... Maybe don't eat a uh, you know raw foods or some, yeah. something abrasive, you know eat eat like uh, yeah. low residue blah 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 you know that right. thing you know it's it's like you don't want to eat uh, like food that are like razor blades for your intestines that's yeah. that's about as far as it goes but is there thought that it could be a curative uh, almost never no when we know that the specific carbohydrate diet of Elaine Gottschall yes is a very mm-hmm. effective. A measure to be taken, and it can yes. sometimes put people in full remission, or at the very least, reduce their symptoms. Absolutely, and we've seen it happen, and it's it's quite uh, it's probably some of the most gratifying outcomes I've ever seen. Yeah, in our patients a, with inflammatory a very disease. severe disease. Yeah, you know, it's not just numbers on paper. Oh, your cholesterol is a little high. Or, you know, it's it's you're mm-hmm. bleeding from the rectum, and you're in pain, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, yeah. And in a few months, the bloody diarrhea is gone, the stools normalize, yeah. uh, the patient feels better, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and so on. So, you know, is it a surprise that the ultra-processed diet is implicated in this? And, mm-hmm. and, and it's more and more people are consuming this type of faux, faux food. Yeah. For convenience, people are busy or they've gotten busy again. There's no time to cook. You know what? I, I live in I live in Queens. I live in Long Island City, and there's a lot of brand new buildings that have gone up in recent years. Right. They call it Midtown East. Yes, I've seen those buildings because yes. I, I, I I can see from the east side yeah. all this construction going on over right, there. Yeah. Right. Well, a lot of these units, these co-op and condo buildings, we found out that in many of them, because the kitchens are so small, they often don't contain a stove or an oven, but they do have a microwave. Right. All your convenience foods go in there right. to be heated right. Right. or defrosted yep. or anything. And mm-hmm. this is what people are living on now. It's a, this people is the kind don't of know how to cook. Right. It's also yeah. the delivery uh, services now are so 
yes. revved up. You know, like uh, you know, what are what are some of them? The, uh, uh, whether it's like a Blue Apron or a uh, oh, there's so many. You get your meals in a box, and it's delivered to you. They give you the ingredients. No, but even worse, it's like you know, ordering out like uh, from a restaurant is no, like that's what, true. You know, you know. That's true. You know, your the pizza uh, your to go, seamless you know. and yeah. your yeah, all seamless and uh, I forget the other one. DoorDash. DoorDash, yeah. And, yeah, those guys are, are on their electric scooters all over the place, ramming people down. Exactly. <laughs> and they're not using the bicycle lanes either. <laughs> that kind of oh, food kills you. Yeah. And you don't even have to consume it. They run you over. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, big duh that this is a risk factor for inflammatory bowel diseases, ultra-processed right. foods, absolutely. How, how might that food uh, affect you? I mean, there's there's probably the disruption of the microbiome, the absolutely. balance there, that faux nutrients and chemicals, yes. emulsifiers, yeah. uh, excess sugar, these mm-hmm. damage the... Dough conditioners, yes. carrageenans, right. gel and gums, things of that nature. You yeah. know, even all these dairy milks, like... I picked up a container of oat milk recently because right. once in a while I've got to go to the grocery store and see what's new. Right. So I know what's right. new. Right. <laughs> and I'm reading the ingredients list on this oat milk. I'm going, no, I would never recommend this to anyone. Yeah. And five other ingredients that should not be there, a carrageenan-like substance being So that one would of be them. prohibited on a diet for yeah, a patient abs- with colitis, absolutely. right? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it seems so healthy. Yeah. Right, yeah, and it's not dairy, which is fine, but mm-hmm. not this stuff. Yeah, not this stuff. Yeah, it's like the veggie burger, not with Save, all that hydrolyzed vegetable protein. Save the planet, which is eliminate cow farts. You know exactly. Right? Yeah, well, you thing. know what about <laughs> what about us? What about yeah. us exactly? Yes, like the, you know, we may <laughs> what, save the planet, but what, we, we will we'll become extinct. What What about the continental plate and all that's released from there? What about the ocean floor? And volcano mm-hmm. and yeah 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 anyway so <laughs> on and on we can go all right so uh, you know, I I think hopefully this will galvanize the GI community the gas the, you know the gastroenterologists yes. to recognize that uh, you know just as it, diet people, makes a difference people advocate a diet for uh, cardiovascular prevention for cancer prevention the oncologists will uh, acknowledge sure. that I think the gastroenterologists have to get in there and say hey, you know, we see a lot of ailments, and we have to be uh, really upfront about diet. I think every gastroenterologist should have a professional nutritionist in their Absolutely. Office. Absolutely. It, it would only help their their practice yeah. to do that. Yeah. I have seen some gastroenterologists, even the mainstream ones, come. you know, a patient will come to see us because they're not being helped. But at least they were given a FODMAPS diet. Right, that's in popular. their GI doctor's That's office, recognized, yeah. Which is like, hey, that, all right, on yeah. the right track. Now let's investigate further why this isn't working for you mm-hmm. or not doing its job yeah. or some other. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to questions. Radio program at AWOL.com, mm-hmm. the destination for questions. We have a pretty, pretty full mailbag today. This is from Linda. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. Just wondering what you both think about dry brushing. Is it legit? Do you recommend this to your patients? Are there any drawbacks? What are the benefits? I became interested in hopes that it may help with some abdominal bloating, constipation, and incomplete bowel movements. But then I also came across some other impressive information about circulation, immune benefits, but I wanted your expert opinions. So I remember Anne Louise Gittleman. Yes. 
America's nutritionist, writing yeah. frequent in one guest of her on many, intelligent medicine. Yes, yeah. mm -hmm. writing in one of her many books about detox and about the uh, benefits of dry brushing. Besides, uh, besides exfoliating your skin, it may be good for lymphatic drainage. You have to be it, doing this properly. It it's not like using your back brush in your yeah. tub or something like it that. It brings circulation to the surface. It brings circulation to right. the surface. Right. It's helpful that way. Uh, of course, you want to never do this if you have a condition like psoriasis right. or eczema yeah. or anything like that, or if you have a rash of, of any sort. So uh, dry your, brushing it, can be part. It'll make your fur shiny. It'll make, yes, it'll make your fur shiny. Right. Uh, brushing is great if you want to bond with your pet. Yeah. Your, whether it's your cat or your dog, it can maybe get the ticks off of them before they come into the house. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> but, you know, I think yeah. it's a little bit of a reach to think it's going to help a gastrointestinal problem. No, I, that's an I internal agree. problem. That's an internal I, you know, problem. It, I think yeah. there may be benefits. It may be a form of uh, promoting circulation. Yes. Um, it's like a, a, it's, it's a little bit of self-massage, yes. the brushing part, right. yeah. where you're ex able to extend to, yeah. you know, all the parts of your body, the unreachable ones uh, as well. And so helping with circulation that way and lymph system. But no, for abdominal bloating, constipation, incomplete evac evacuation, Linda, that that's a different problem. And maybe you'll start with your own gastroenterologist or your own primary care, but you need a workup, find mm -hmm. out what's going on there. Maybe you're not drinking enough water, and it's summertime, and it's hot out, and you need more water. Maybe you're low in magnesium. Maybe you're eating a junky diet. You're not getting enough fiber. There is a myriad of reasons right. for your bloating and constipation. So it's not just a one-off, like, yeah, start dry brushing, and you'll fix your yeah. GI problems. Yeah, exactly. But thank you for that very thoughtful question. We have one from Michael. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. What is the best time to take and the dosage of endorphin, which you recommend for GERD, which is acid reflux? Well, you're the, you're the, <clears throat> yes. the endorphin gal in this practice. I mean, yes. I, I just say, go see Layla. She'll tell you how to use yeah, the yeah. yeah. And you know, I'll tell you, we, we didn't adopt endorphin. Uh, it wasn't until recent years. I'm not, not recent years. It's got to be at least 10 years now. The years are flying by. So it's, it's <laughs> got to be at least 10 years now. Right where a patient came in with intractable GERD and it was cured by the endorphin that she was given by, by a practitioner and she told us about this. And ever since then, I started investigating endorphin and we brought yeah. it into the what dispensary. Is, what is it again? It's got... It's what? got uh, apple powder. Pectin. It's got uh, that. It's got some... Um, I believe it's got some marshmallow. Plantain. 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 Is it a plantain or marshmallow? One of I those think, demulcent yeah, things that exactly. coats the esophagus. Exactly. And does it also have licorice in it? Is that part of uh, it? No, there's no so licorice. So we give the licorice separately. We give it DGL. separately. Okay. We give it separately. Okay. So Michael's concerned uh, about how to take it, what yeah. dose, and also since it has several forms of rice, should that be a concern given that rice contains high levels of arsenic? Well, brown rice has high levels of arsenic. I'm imagining that there is something more refined going into the endorphin. I also think it's a very small uh, contribution to exactly. the mass of the endorphin. Exactly. And it's not like you're a brown rice hippie right. or something like that. I mean, like if you're that. eating tons of rice day in and day out, you might accumulate some arsenic levels. Um, so the way to take endorphin is you want to take a level tablespoon every day, mix it in enough water to mix, Take it in between meals and work up to two tablespoons twice a day. 
taking it in between meals is the best time. And you to mix take it, it with water, right? Mix it with water, and it becomes kind of a gloppy, slurry yeah. kind of thing. Enough water so it mixes well. Mix right. it well. Maybe even use a whisk, yeah. and then drink it down. It's like a bit of a slurry. Yeah, it has a nice. It's got a nice coating flavor. effect. Right? Yes, it has a nice coating effect. It's good for GERD. Mm. It can be good for gastritis. And taken along with uh, DGL, which is deglycerizated uh, licorice. Deglycerizinated. Deglycerizinated. Got it? Thank you. Okay. Deglycerizinated. Okay. Listen, okay. I paid big bucks to go to med school. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what that refers to, folks, is if there is this mm-hmm. substance called glycerizin. Yes. Uh, which is the uh, component in licorice which is responsible for two things. It can cause sodium retention mm-hmm. and potassium loss. Yes. So, which raises blood pressure. Which raises blood pressure. And puts to, on weight. Right. Uh, which is water retention. Yes. Uh, and some people are very prone to that with pure licorice. So we de- deglycerizinate it mm-hmm. or deglycerizinate it mm-hmm. uh, to take out that component. But yeah. it still has its, its anti-inflammatory component. Uh, that's left over. Yes. And then yes. that's DGL. That's okay. DGL. Which is often, I mean, we all, we all, I have seldom prescribe endofin without DGL. There's right. sort of a, one, you know, Abin Costello. Uh, you mm-hmm. know. All right, good point at which to pause because we want to allow our sponsors an opportunity to share this vital message with you. So here goes. Listen up. Did you know that olive oil is at its peak of flavor and nutrition right after it's fresh pressed at harvest time? That's why my favorite olive oil is delivered to me direct from the latest harvest, thanks to the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and as a listener of Intelligent Medicine, you can try a bottle of their finest artisanal olive oil, normally $39, for just $1, with no obligation to buy anything else. I've been enjoying these harvest fresh olive oils for years. They are far and away the brightest, most lively, and flavorful olive oils I've ever tasted. Their antioxidants and polyphenols are off the charts because they're fresh from the harvest. They make store-bought olive oils taste dull and flat by comparison. Taste for yourself. Check out this generous trial offer and get your $39 bottle for a buck with no obligation to buy anything else. Visit MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. In my case, it truly is. MyFavoriteOliveOil.com myfavoriteoliveoil.com Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource for you. And now back to our questions. What's next, Layla? From Julie. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. Thank you for all your timely information. And I, along with your other listeners, trust and value your opinions. Thank you, Julie. My 42-year-old daughter was recently diagnosed with stage one breast cancer. Mm. She eats very healthy and is interested in Good, more... it was caught early. I mean, there's, yeah. there's four stages. Yeah, And stage right. one is the, <clears throat> the least severe. Exactly, exactly. She eats very healthy and is interested in a more natural way to heal. What are your thoughts, please, on the... It says X39 patch. Any other suggestions for her health or treatment would be appreciated... She is overwhelmed with the advice from allopathic physicians and some conflicting recommendations from them. Thanks, thanks again, your loyal listener. Do you Julie. know what the L, the X thirty nine patch is? No, I you know I just looked it up. Mm. It is uh, something that purports to activate your stem cells, which I mean even even 
even if it really did that, is that really going to be good for That sounds cancer? dangerous. Yeah, I mean, but, it, you know, thank goodness it doesn't work. It's from uh, an outfit called feelgoodfunctionalmed.com. And I gotta say, I'm, I don't, I don't find it, it plausible. I don't Dr. find it plausible. Dr. Feelgood? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Feelgood. You know that song, right? right. Um, so it activates your stem cells. It's patented phototherapy designed to elevate a peptide known to enhance stem cell activity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's I'm interesting. Not there. Yeah. I'm yeah. not there. Yeah. I'm not there. Well, typically for things like breast cancer, and so young at age 42, but the great news is it's stage one. Look, I mean, look. It should it, be minimally invasive. So, so three things. I mean, you know, one, the best conventional care that can be offered. Uh, but probably at this stage, surgery, maybe some hormone therapy, depending on the characteristic of the cancer to block the hormones. Um, probably not chemotherapy. Yeah. Maybe radiation, but probably not radiation yeah. at this stage. Um, they do a pretty good job of characterizing the subtypes of breast cancer. It's not a one-size-fits-all treatment. So it's different. depends on the characteristics of the cancer. And then we talk diet, exercise, and certain key supplements. Yes. And, of course, the diet that seems to be best for this is a diet that's plant-based because we know the plant you know, substances are really protective, mm-hmm. but we want a low-carbohydrate diet. Absolutely. We don't want to push the insulin uh, levels because that tends to stoke yeah. cancer growth. Right, especially uh, anybody who's insulin-resistant. Right. Insulin and cancer are pretty intimately associated. We don't want massive amounts of protein. No. Because protein may also increase uh, IGF-1, uh, yes. yeah. which is protein a cancer can. promoter. Uh, you know... We want the removal of all sugar and junk food. Exactly. Absolutely. We want exercise because exercise will reduce your risk of recurrence by about 30%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you can actually, you know, what they say, walk for the cure. You can actually run away from breast cancer to some extent. Yeah. There's something to that. And then there's the supplements. And there's myriad supplements that yeah. may support the immune system or have a direct anti-cancer effect. Mm-hmm. They include things like uh, curcumin. We may yes. want to use something like dim. Dim. Uh, you know, Maybe prevail. Uh, flax seed extract. Flax yeah, seed extract. because that changes the hormonal milieu, so cool. especially. EGCG. Absolutely, cancer fighter. Yeah. Uh, maybe something EGCG. for the immune system like uh, Empower, yeah. uh, HCC, mm-hmm. mush, various mushroom extracts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, quite a lot of things plausibly could have an influence on cancer. And we yeah. want to, you know, make it also consistent with the type of conventional therapy. So we don't want to get in the way of the conventional therapy by shielding the cancer cells with antioxidants, for example. Right. Um, right. But, you know, it, it is little more than can be described in a quick True. Uh, answer on a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that would be a workup, Julie, for your for your daughter. I think vitamin D plays. Oh, oh vitamin D is huge. Yeah, yeah, I would say vitamin D levels need to be checked. And having had cancer now, they should always be over fifty-five at least. Yeah, so we would want it there. Maybe the omega three fatty acids they have something to do with, to some extent, shielding mm-hmm. the breast from the inflammation that may promote cancer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Quite a lot of you know. There's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of stuff to add yeah. therapeutically to help support your daughter, your daughter 
joy. Okay. So see, best to see an integrative practitioner who is acquainted with cancer, not all of them are, mm -hmm. uh, but has some background uh, supporting the treatment. And the best is an intelligent medicine, all of the above approach, where I think, yeah. you know, conventional the therapy is not, uh, you know, fail-safe, uh, but it's getting better. Yeah. 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 Okay. We've got an email from Elliot. Dr. Hoffman, on a recent podcast, you indicated that the vaccines were extremely effective in the absence of comorbidities. If, is that statement accurate? Because if so, how risky is COVID for vaccinated patients with hypertension and moderate kidney disease or with diabetes? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. And, yeah. and you know, I, I think that statement is a little controversial. I think it's going to turn out that people who do not have comorbidities have better protection from the vaccine. They're healthier to be yeah. with. Their immune system is it has a more normal response. On the other hand, people with comorbidities are the very people who probably should opt for the vaccine because they're at higher risk of serious COVID or death. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't mean that people with comorbidities are not going to get a uh, benefit from the vaccine. True. Exactly. Yeah. Elliot... We hope that elucidates it for you. Yep. Okay. So, a uh, good point at which to pause, because ah. as those of you who are acquainted with our Intelligent Medicine podcast, we divide our podcast into two parts. So, in part two, give us a preview of what we're going to tackle, Layla. Is there something to halt or reverse cataracts? All right. We'll take that up in part two of today's Intelligent Medicine podcast. The theme is Q&A with Layla. Answering your questions, we'll be back with more of Q&A with Layla.